0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Real You, Real Money. I am Ray Dodd, a money coach, of course, and it is really lovely to have you here. A huge welcome to the wonderful Josephine Brooks, who is our guest on today's episode. Josephine helps co- coaches and course creators escape that delicious launch cycle. It's not delicious for many of us with funnels and done for you marketing, and I'll let her explain more of that in a second. I've known Josephine for quite a while. Like you were, uh, have been a client of mine, but I was aware yeah. of your work before you were a client of mine as well. So I don't know how long, but it's probably like four years Mm. at least, which is like basically an eternity online. And so it's been so wonderful. I'm really excited for you to share your story with everybody today. I think it's going to be super helpful for so many people and really inspiring. So first of all, welcome, Josephine. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited to chat, actually. So
0: the first question for my (laughs) guest is always, how did you get to where? you are like how did you start doing and you explain more like probably Mm. more precisely than I have like what it is you do as well and how did you end up doing what you do
1: yeah because when I worked with you in well plenty and plenty more I was focusing Mm. on mentoring I was running masterminds I was running courses for business owners at the early stages of their businesses Mm -hmm. and then by the end of 2021, or at the end of 2021, I just started feeling really depressed. I couldn't motivate myself to do anything in my business. Mm. I had a launch coming up and I, it was such a weird thing, but I literally couldn't make myself, you know, write that email or or whatever it was. And I was on a walk with a friend and I was like, I just can't, I'm just really over it. I just can't be bothered. I feel really depressed. She was like, are you sure you're not burned out? And I was like, Mm. oh, this is burnout. I thought burnout was just being a bit like, bored of something but this is like real so I burned out (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I just like I said I couldn't force myself to do anything so I had to just hit pause on my business and but I you know in my mind I was like it'd be nice to just take a three-month break but I just couldn't do that financially so I thought what can I do Mm. and so I thought well, actually I could help other business owners behind the scenes in their businesses mm. because what had really burnt me out was the launching, the social yeah. media, the, the constant churn of content. It was that kind of hustly marketing. Yeah. It wasn't actually the work I was doing mm. per se. It was you know constantly on the marketing hamster wheel. So yeah, I built a website in a weekend. I sent it out to a load of business owners and then literally within about 48 hours, I was booked out and I was like, oh, okay this is something that people need help with and then mm-hmm. i started to helping people behind the scenes in their businesses and what was happening was from every client i was hearing oh, i'm so exhausted from launching i'm really i'm relying on social media for all my sales but that kind of scares me and so i knew that they obviously needed a more sustainable marketing strategy mm-hmm. and they needed sales funnels to help them either drive passive income or just build their audience and warm them up and nurture them basically. And so that's sort of how I have evolved into helping business owners build sales funnels, power up their passive income, and but also make sure that they have a sustainable marketing strategy in place to feed them. Because I think all too often yeah. we're sold this Absolutely. passive income dream yeah. But what everyone doesn't mention is the fact that you need quite a bit of volume to drive passive mm. income. Yeah. But just to help other people escape being stuck in that launch cycle where you launch and it's kind of, it's good, but you yeah. you finish up exhausted and then you yeah. can't carry on with your marketing. And then a couple of months later, you're like, oh damn, I need to launch again. And then, you, you know, it's just a never ending cycle. Yeah. So yeah, that's sort of the whistle stop tour of how I got oh, yeah. to what I'm doing now.
0: Love it. So lovely to hear as well. The way, I love the way, like isn't it interesting how because we'd worked together and that you'd been as lots of us do you'd been kind of like in that space where it's like oh what am I going to do with this like it had felt yeah. you felt stuck is the word yeah and isn't it interesting how the change and this doesn't always happen but often I think when the change is the right one it's quick
1: like so it quick. takes
0: ages to get there yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like an overnight success that takes 10 years yeah. to get there, but it's still that yeah. like you created a thing over the weekend, sent it out. And that's when it, yeah. when it happened. It's fascinating. So this that was your pivot. That was your sort mm. of shift from one thing to the other. Yeah. And did it, like like you said, did it work right away? Was it like, this has just taken
1: off? Yeah. And and I, I, I really don't want to be like, well, I just did this overnight and yeah. then everything clicked and everything was perfect. Because obviously it wasn't, but it, it kind of was in a way because, mm. and I just remember having this feeling of like, oh, this is what it feels like to make money with ease yeah. and for it to just be so easy. And so, yeah, it kind of it kind of did feel a bit overnight. I've drifted now. I can't even remember your original question. (laughs) Well, that's okay because I've got a follow up on.
0: Why do you think it did work so quickly? Mm. Like like we said, there's background work. Like, what do you think it was that meant that this time you were making
1: money with ease? So I think a couple of things, first of all, when I started my business, I learned all about, you know, marketing on social media, how to launch, how to, you know, do a podcast, all of those kind of things, but yeah. specifically social media and launching. And in my yeah. mind, that was the rules. That's how you did stuff. Mm-hmm. You do stuff on social media and you, in you launch and you, you know, you stay consistent. Yeah. But then I completely burnt out from doing all of that. Yeah. And so I just reached out to the people that I knew. I literally sent it to about 20 people that I've done masterminds with, I've done courses with, I've met at events, just other yeah. business owners that I knew were at a level where they would be taking on help. Yeah. And yeah, I think that was essentially what it was. I was like, oh, talking to people as a marketing channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I remember actually when we were doing plenty more, I remember us talking about like, why don't you reach out to like past clients or why don't yeah. you reach out to people that you've, you know, done a, events with or whatever. And it just didn't click at that time. It just mm. didn't like, and then when I did it with the, you know, the service-based stuff, it just, it just clicked. And I was mm. like, oh, and it was so nice to make money with ease, make money without social media, make money without launching, because I was yeah. just so burned out from all of that. Yeah. But yeah, it, it did. It just sort of clicked
0: yeah and it sounds like before maybe you weren't as behind your like really subconsciously Mm. as behind your offer yeah I think that's often what can happen and that can be because we're not in the space and just because we need to do some belief work and kind of untangling of our conditioning around it as well it can be deeper but it sounds like there was a bit of a knowing somewhere that you
1: weren't fully backing yeah you're so right yeah because I remember when I put this, my services together, I just had this real feeling of why do I feel more confident about this than I do about selling mentoring that I've been doing for years. And it was exactly that, like you say, and it was kind of going back to my project management roots. And, mm. and also it was like, well, I do all this stuff in my business all the time. It's just behind the scenes. Yeah. So obviously I can do it for other people and I'm pretty organized. I, I, love project managing, planning, getting stuff done. Like I can do this. And I really had that feeling of like, I can literally do this with my eyes closed Mm. and like, don't get me wrong. It's been definitely a big learning curve along the way. (laughs) It's quite a shift in terms of like how I do my work, but yeah, the belief behind it was a big thing. I think it's just that confidence that sort of, it's hard to explain, isn't it? It's just sort of like It's like slow and energy, I suppose, that sort of comes across.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely an energy. And it is, it's really interesting. As I was writing up your questions, I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Because from the beginning of my business, I've talked about like one of the first, no, the first proper e-course I ever ran was called Finding Your Space. Mm. And it was all about what you're describing. It's about finding the thing that it just fits you. Like you slow
1: into
0: place. And I often describe it like, it's almost like slotting into a uh, slipstream almost yeah. like it's just like easier in that space than it is and what you're describing a yeah, so lot right. to me is real you real money stuff which is mm-hmm. when you were being like you know it used your project management stuff you love doing this you were doing it anyway like when you really let yourself it's not doing marketing the way you've been taught you had to do it which was yeah. burning you out. it's so like you being you allows you to, to make the money you want to make because you can just yeah. stand by it in a different way that, well yeah. that's one of the reasons there's lots of reasons
1: no I completely agree with that but I just find it funny that it came out of kind of desperation in a way like mm. what can I do I have to do something oh I can do that I could do it quite easily but I wouldn't have come up with that unless I'd hit that sort of rock bottom of being totally burned out
0: yeah. And so. that,
1: again, that's so. it's
0: it's really important. We were talking before we hit record, but about some of the things we don't talk about enough. Mm. And I think that's one of them. Like My business came from desperation. And mm. sometimes I think that's when we can hear like it can be a very noisy place to be in. But also it can be where we where we hear ourselves the most in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. We're like I don't have time to worry about. Yeah. That stuff. I need like you said, I would have loved to take three months off, mm-hmm. but I couldn't. Yeah. And so this thing was born. Yeah. Um, And another point I would like to make about that, and I need to do a podcast of its own on this. There's a lot of chat online and it's right that there's chat about it, about the privilege, how privilege allows us to make more money, particularly the privilege of having a safety net. Yes. I would like to say that that is not the full story. There's nuance in that. And you are an example of that here. And I am also an example of that, where actually it was the lack of safety net that mm-hmm. created my business if I when I work with people who have like a wealthy partner or yeah. another job mm-hmm. it can sometimes be the hardest for them mm-hmm. to move
1: through I can completely completely agree I yeah. found that in my mentoring as well and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it used to frustrate me a little bit because actually the people that were like I need to make this work yeah. I need to they were because like you say, you don't have time to think about the fear and overthink things and procrastinate. You just have to get on with it.
0: Exactly. Like that was what got me over my visibility worries. Mm. It was what meant that I did just charge. Like I often talk about like baby business Ray, and what I charged. Mm. And it wasn't as much as I charge now at all, but it wasn't as little as a lot of coaches start off charging. I yeah. think I straight away was charging one and a half grand for things mm-hmm. because I had to.
1: Yeah.
0: I had to do that in order to support my family. And I think that the whole discussion where it's always the one and it's very well meaning, right? Like we want to yeah. acknowledge privilege. And I'm not saying that's not important, but the story can become for people. Oh, you can't make money unless you're privileged mm-hmm. in that. Oh, yeah. unless you have a safety net. And that can be true for some people. And some people are never going to do the thing when they've mm-hmm. got that. back. Yeah. Up. And it's both. So I just wanted yeah. to, like, I always want to draw that out and be like, see, another person. another person yeah. So we talked about this before as well, before we, we, well, we did hit record, but before we started the podcast mm. properly. And this is something that I was saying to Josephine, I don't hear spoken about much. When, so Plenty More, for those of you that don't know, is what real, my current group program is called Real You Real Money. The reason I oh, moved yeah. it from Plenty More is because mm. it got a bit confusing with Plenty. Yeah. Even though, as you're saying it, I was like, I loved that name. I kind mm. of want to bring it back, but it got a bit confusing for people with plenty. So the group program is now called Real You Real Money. And when you finished Real You Real Money, and we were just Mm -hmm. trying to work out, I think it was like first half of 2021. Yeah. Do you want to share a bit about what space you were in? Sure. Remember when you finish a course, you're meant to be like, amazing. Like everything's amazing now. That's the kind of idea we have in our heads. But how did you finish up plenty more?
1: Well, I mean, to backtrack a little bit, that's how I felt when I finished Plenty. When I did Plenty, and I think it was the first run of Plenty, I just felt so pumped. I was like, oh, my God, I can do anything (laughs) and had the best ever launch off the back of that because I just had all of that, like, nurturing and like, you know, all of that. And then so that was probably around August, September time that finished 2020. And then, and 2020 was a pretty good year financially. Yeah. Then we came into 2021. I started doing quite a bit of therapy, which because it was yeah. the first time I'd really like really dug into it. I was feeling very vulnerable anyway. I think yeah. that, and I think that's worth mentioning because it was a big deal, I think at the time. And yeah. I probably cried on most of our calls. Possibly. <laughs> at least 50% <laughs> anyway. So that was going on. And so, yeah, when I finished... more which would now be called real you real money I had got to a point when I was actually learning earning less than I was when I had started it Mm. and I think this was probably the beginning of the decline into the burnout basically and it was just like things were not clicking like the cogs were just not slotting together everything was just a bit of an uphill struggle Mm. and so so yeah I finished that kind of earning less than I was when I started it Mm but like you say sometimes or maybe we said this before we hit record but sometimes it it takes quite a while for things to click in oh God, and i've yeah. noticed this actually with other things that i've done a, couple, or a year later or something i'll be like oh that's what that means or yeah. oh i'm doing that thing yeah. now yeah um, yes. so when i, I started yeah so when i started making money with ease yeah. and without the social media and the launching i was like Oh, this is the thing that we were talking about in all those calls. Yeah, and I'm yeah. finally doing the thing. Yeah, and I'm finally, you know, especially the majority of my income last year literally just came from talking to people mm. and just saying, "Hey, I do this thing now," mm-hmm. uh, which we did talk about in the group program—just outreach and talking to people and, yeah, you know, using your network, kind of thing. And, and I remember your words were something like, "Trust the marketing that you have done." Over the past few months and years, which actually completely came through because I was like, "Well, these people have seen me showing up online for three or four years," and so I kind of built that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so actually, that this is finally coming through, but kind of like a year later. (laughs) Yeah, and it's funny because whenever
0: someone says this sort of thing, and, and I was saying to Josephine before we hit record, like we don't talk about this enough. With, co- with coaching programs and stuff like I said when I said you're meant to finish you're not meant to finish that from my perspective mm. no one's meant to finish in a certain space because I for some reason I remember having a discussion with a with a like not a coach that I was employing or vice versa but just mm. a fellow coach really early on in my business and I said to her and I think it was the moment it clicked for me as well as I said it that we don't get to choose what part of the journey we are for Mm. people. Like we don't get to choose which stepping stone we are. If we're a stepping stone Like what kind of lessons they're learning from us. Sometimes we get clients who, you know, like you in plenty, where it's Mm. like, yes, boom, best launch I've ever had. Amazing. Yeah. And sometimes clients have got different stuff to wade through and they've got different experiences that are coming to them that are going to allow them to step into that space. I am a massive fan. You've probably heard me talk about this before, of this Sarah Blondin meditation. And I think it's called Inviting Change or something. Her meditations are beautiful. Mm. I don't think I've ever recommended them on the podcast. Maybe, I mean, there's a lot of episodes now, so probably. But like her meditations are not just completely positive. They really Mm -hmm. take in both angles and I love them. And she talks about in this change one, which is on like Insight Timer. And I think it's on YouTube as well. Okay she talks about like how she says something like remember when you asked for this change to happen like I'm paraphrasing and I think about that a lot like I'm sure you were like oh I need this to be easier I need this Mm. to be like I want to be in a space where it's like this not knowing the shit you were gonna have to go through yeah (laughs) like we don't know we innocently Mm. ask for these things not knowing what we're calling in like the journey we're gonna need to go to to get there Mm. and it's just really lovely when someone like, and and as a coach, I don't get to decide what that looks like for you. Yeah. Like as much as in some ways you don't either. It's just a journey through. So I just love, and I've done that with coaches and my God, the amount of times that I'm like years later, I'm like, Oh, Oh, I get it now. Okay. Okay. I understand. So yeah, yeah, I love that so much. Um, so tell me like what sort of, so what sort of things? So it was the ease around money. Like, was that the main thing that clicked? Was there anything else for you that you were like, huh, this is what we mean?
1: Yeah, I think, well, the ease was such a big thing for me because I, I and I'm still working on this story to be honest, mm. but I have a big story that making money isn't easy. It's got to be a result of hard work. I mean, even now I get triggered when I see people that I perceive to be finding it super easy. I'm like, mm. huh, how, how come? They're just finding this so easy. That's not okay. I'm doing all this work over here. So it's still a story I'm unpicking, but that was like a big thing. I think ju- just the general rules that we hear online about how you make money. Yeah. So I don't want to be like someone that constantly slags off social media, but <laughs> it's one of those things that. I mean, when I was early on in my business, absolutely was brilliant for me. Mm -hmm. But now I just find it such hard work. And it was so nice to kind of have that evidence that you don't actually need that. You don't need to launch. You don't need social media. You've Mm -hmm. got all these other things at your fingertips that all these other ways of marketing that, okay, they're not sexy and people don't go on about as much online, but actually they're super powerful. And I think it was just the, the whole you know year of seeing that it wasn't just like a fluke it was con- consistently being booked out for that entire mm-hmm. the last year basically and kind of just really rewriting that story
0: yeah
1: and every now and again I'd have a little wobble I'd be like oh mm-hmm. I need to get back on social media or I need to maybe do maybe I need to launch a course or something but to just keep coming back to it and keep finding that useful way of yeah. making money and actually when I like offboard a couple of clients, I'm like, right, I need a couple of clients to sort of go back into. I mean, I did this a couple of weeks ago. Like, what are all of the needle-moving actions I can take? And I literally like write down a list and I just work through those needle-moving actions. And I remember that being a thing that we talked about. Like, what's, what's actually going to work? What's yeah. not? What's not procrastinating? What's actually going <laughs> to? Yeah, I think I often call them shuffles. Like, yeah, they're often the smaller tasks. Yeah that we
0: don't think of like we think of a launch we yeah. don't think of just dming a person
1: yeah yeah
0: checking in with them I love by the way to slide into somebody's dms I might yes yeah. I might have done that to you at some point I feel like I might uh, have done I'll often maybe. say to people I'd love to work with you at some point like often yeah and I think it's not it's never a like it's flattering, right? To get that yeah. email. As long as you're not getting a like, so when are we good? Let's have a call. Let's do yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it's not, yeah, yeah, you yeah. feel the different energy. I definitely have coaches slide into my DMs and I yeah. feel like they're trying to, I always have a word for it what is it? It's almost like they're trying to like pull me, like, mm, <laughs> like yeah. it's a bit like, all right, like pursue me and almost like a, you know, in the way that yeah. sometimes men will in a bar where you're a bit like, leave me, yeah. me. Like, you leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> But I yeah. think when it's just an acknowledgement of like, I really
1: love what you do. Mm. If you ever want to work with me, that'd be
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, and then I suppose the other thing was just like the complete shift of what I was doing and finding that moment where I was like, oh this feels actually really easy and I think I found my thing yeah <laughs> so yeah. a bit of a combination of a few little things yeah yeah
0: yeah so in terms of because I think one of the mistakes people make is that I did really see a shift when was it maybe the beginning of 2022 actually there was a real yeah. shift of people going I'm coming offline and I think it yeah. was partly that saturation gosh the watching this is so interesting to look back on the pandemic and you know yeah. How that it's like the makes.
1: aftermath.
0: Yeah, like we all <laughs> thought twenty twenty was going to be the problem, right? When we were mm-hmm. going into it, and actually it was twenty twenty one. There was massive burnout. I I mm-hmm. think I was burnt out in twenty twenty one as well. And then twenty twenty two, there was a real like it still was very sticky for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, and I saw a massive shift of people going. I'm coming offline. I'm not doing it this way. Yeah, but I think one of the mistakes people make because I've seen quite a few of those people come back online since is not having other things in place like if you're not going to be online what are you going to do so Mm -hmm. what would be your main like if you had to pick a few suggestions for people because there's such a love-hate relationship with it isn't there
1: definitely yeah there is and I think well I'm a real introvert so I love to squirrel away behind the scenes and like write a blog post or edit a video or even kind of edit a podcast something like that that works for me but for Mm -hmm. some people they want to be on camera they want to be chatting with people they want so you've got to follow where you have the energy because a when you feel excited to share something it always Mm -hmm. connects with people so much better Mm -hmm. so I won't say well you should be really working on your SEO if you're someone who is extroverted you want to be out there chatting Mm -hmm. with people but if you are feeling kind of sick of social media, if you're kind of feeling a little bit angry with it, which is how (laughs) I was, then yeah, I would look at, can you do video content on YouTube? Can you, you know, go back to good old blogging? Because people Google stuff all the time. I think there's this myth that blogging is dead. I have clients that have like 50,000 organic visits to their website every month from like 40, 50 blog posts that they have on their website. It's not volume it's about being a little bit geeky doing a little bit of keyword research understanding what people are searching for but yeah blogging still it works it's not as sexy it's a little bit more of a long game but if you are like me and you like to squirrel away there's a great free writing co-working hour that the London Writer Salon do like four times a day Mm -hmm. and it's like a massive co-working session everyone gets on you write for an hour if you need a bit of accountability Um, So yeah, it's just kind of the longer game stuff. So I would say blogging, YouTube video. YouTube is great because it kind of kills two birds with one stone because A, it helps you get discovered. If you're thinking of your kind of like marketing channel, first of all, people need to discover you, marketing funnel, sorry. So people can find you on there. And then through the video content itself, you can really start to kind of nurture people, connect with them, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, probably that longer form content that is like I say, less sexy, a little bit more time time intensive, Mm -hmm. a little bit more of a long game, but it's the kind of thing that if you write a blog post now, it can be driving traffic to your website over the next two, three, four years. So it's kind of like a long-term time investment. And that's where I would start. I wouldn't start with sales funnels and passive income because like we said right at the beginning, you need volume to drive passive income. And I think this is where a lot of the messaging online is, really yeah. lacking because yeah. I get a lot of people who book clarity calls who say "Oh, I want a sales funnel and I'm kind of and I have a questionnaire and I'm like okay how many subscribers are you getting every month how many visitors to your website are you getting and they're kind of like well under 50 under a thousand or something and I'm like it's just it's not going to work for you at this stage so I'd focus first on building up your traffic yeah. then once you have you know a decent kind of a solid bit of traffic coming to your website every month. And I think our websites really should be like our little homes on the internet that we nurture and make. Mm Like, I love having a website. I love tweaking it, dealing with it. <laughs> Thank I you. was just on it and I was like hating mine. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I was like, oh, I've just been telling stories so well on this. Oh. I could my whole website. <laughs> yeah, so just make that your home on the internet. You know, all of your marketing that you do, bring people over to it and put everything on there. So mm. whether that's blog, video, podcast, show notes, all of that kind of stuff. Repurpose your social media posts into blog posts, that kind of stuff. Then once you have got that steady trick trickle of traffic and sign up to your mailing list mm. then get a sales funnel in place so that regardless of what you do whether you have a passive income stream like a evergreen course or whether you do coaching and you just want to build your audience and nurture people yeah i love email as well i love writing I my emails email. yeah love it but again yeah. i've seen a few posts lately with people going i don't
0: like social media so i'm just going to focus on email and then they're like oh i've got no one, no subscribers yeah yeah. Like, yeah you like you have to pick something Like And I do think, like you, there's there's a problem with people who have these big, like I signed up for a program, the program itself was solid, they should just Mm. never have, like, I went through a whole application process and I shouldn't have been allowed in, I would say, because Mm -hmm. it was, like, it was somebody who's running a um, multi-million dollar business, and Mm -hmm. once you got in, you were like, that's because of ads, that's why you've got big ad spend, Mm -hmm. so they were like, we don't post on social media, well, you do, you post ads yeah like so it's that thing of like like sometimes if in the takeoff, you might want to do social media because it's the easiest but you can have yeah. a get out plan right like yeah you can have a like you might want to do some ads that bring in some stuff as well but you've got to have yeah. some reason that people are joining definitely and, the, and that, that yeah. doesn't have to be social media but it has to be something
1: yeah and I do think social media is a good place to start because yeah. you you get to understand what questions people are asking and what kind of yeah. people you know like what you do and it's like information there's so much yeah. information to be and had on Social media. connections
0: that you yeah
1: you did like if
0: you you are in people's yeah. comments like I notice by the way if people comment on my posts regularly if they mm. like things if they dm me like I will remember your name your instagram yeah. name from that like sometimes when people buy them, like, oh, that's that person who, yeah, like, like people do notice, yeah. So, doing that and making those connections, yeah, I mean, those agree. connections really matter. And social media is a really mm-hmm. easy place, yeah. Or Facebook groups, by the way, those are still working for lots of people. And like, people are running multi million, again, yeah, dollar businesses out of Facebook groups. It can absolutely be something that is like, I'm going to start here, but I will move out of it,
1: yeah,
0: once I've got the connections or beginnings of that audience for sure
1: yeah ultimately you've got to do what you feel excited about what works for you you've just got to find that thing that clicks and yeah social media has some really massive benefits to it for sure but I think the the bit that we often miss is the discovery part so to be a little bit nerdy if you think of your marketing funnel it's like a funnel shape it's got three main sections to it But first of all, people need to discover you to know you even exist. Then once they've connected with you, they need to get to know, like, and trust you. They need to connect with you on an emotional level. And then they need to find out about what you offer and how they can buy it. And I think where we often get stuck is we sit in that nurture zone in the middle. Mm -hmm. We're not doing enough to bring new people in. Yeah. And that's not something, in my opinion, that social media does particularly well. Social media is a brilliant nurture tool. Yes. Absolutely. But we need to be doing something to bring yeah. people in. So mm-hmm. that's why I am doing the blogging, doing YouTube videos, yeah. also doing outreach to speak to people about coming on their podcast and things yeah. like that. So, yeah, just to mention, I think that I think often Absolutely. the discover bit falls yes. off our radar and we get stuck yeah. in the middle.
0: Yeah, because um, TikTok is different for that. people. But mm. what people are finding, and I'm going to be really interested to see how that goes for people, that people don't move into nurture very much on TikTok. yeah it's it's a cold audience platform so you might see the same stuff come up on your page but you also may never. even if you follow that person you may never see their content again yes whereas instagram facebook is very much exactly and a podcast an email list is all very Mm. nurture based but i think most of my like discover people come from doing guest workshops for people Mm, doing podcasts for people and also when i put on like a free workshop or something like that those are my like ways to get people in at the moment I will be doing ads soon but that's that's the main place that people do that and that uh, and honestly as somebody with six figure business and a reasonable Instagram following I can tell you those numbers added to my list currently and I'm working on this are actually really low Mm. I'm not adding high amounts from that yeah and that's a good thing and a bad thing I'd like it to be bigger but yeah. equally, it shows you, like, in 2021, I ignored that Discover piece mm-hmm. accidentally. Like, yeah. it was, I was tired, so I didn't do yeah. workshops. Yeah. I didn't have, I did, I have the podcast, I think, towards the end. I don't know if I had the podcast then. Maybe towards the end of the year, I did. But it was definitely more patchy than it is now. Yeah. And the impact on my business was massive. Mm. The knock-on effect, like, the bottleneck of that. I really felt that at the beginning of 2022. Yeah. and it didn't take much
1: yeah to create
0: like it was like 30 40 people a month added to my list mm-hmm. and i noticed a difference in like life of the list yeah because, like it felt alive again yeah whereas it had felt just like it was dropping and dropping and dropping which it yeah. was. so yes i love that i think that's such an important thing that people don't why do you think people forget that
1: bit i think because it's the the more so I think people get stuck in the nudge a bit because that is the social media, the launching, it's the quick mm-hmm. win sexy yeah. stuff that is relatively quick and easy to do in that it's putting out a reel it's putting out an Instagram post it's mm-hmm. running a challenge it's all of that kind of stuff, whereas. Doing outreach, pitching to people to get on their podcast or their blog. Like, let's be honest, you're putting yourself out there to get rejected. So we don't yeah. like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so we avoid it. Blogging, YouTube, podcasting, it takes more time than just creating an Instagram gram post and chucking it out there. Yeah. So I think it's just like, I, I don't want to say it's harder, but I think there's more barriers in our way in mm-hmm. that, oh, if I sit down and write a blog post, that's going to be like an hour, mm. rather than oh, I can quickly repurpose something into an Instagram post and get that out there in 15 minutes I yeah. think it's just kind of takes a bit more discipline maybe or getting out of our comfort zones a little bit more
0: yeah and I guess it's it's a more like you say with the podcast and stuff it is more vulnerable in some ways And yeah. like you say as well there's less people talking about how to do that bit mm. and so it can feel like some people some people will be listening to this going oh my god I've totally neglected that bit yeah I'm just not doing it yeah and so we don't because there's so much focus on content and launching and Mm. all of that stuff and so yeah we can almost just not even know it's a thing and if we do not know what to do to do it
1: yeah yeah definitely you're right because I think a lot of the messaging out there is here's how to have a sellout launch here's how to go viral here's what trending audio you need to use And you can, you could kill it on TikTok and and reels and and that is more of a discovery thing. But if you're not, if you don't love doing that and if you're pushing yourself to do it, but it doesn't feel good, it's Mm. it's best to just look for another way to do that. Also,
0: what's often and not always, but what's easier, like particularly trending sounds and stuff, we're often having to bend our message into the trend. And so even if something does kick off, like, a lot of the time it won't be your most you content Your most like so you're attracting people in but are they the people that are going to stay and buy like you know possibly probably not Mm -hmm. so if I my kind of reels tactic is to just like put more value in and more meaning knowing that they nothing of mine has had massive views like I think the most views I've ever had is like Eight thousand, and considering that's yeah. my following, that's not that big, and that's much bigger than most of them. But I know that they nurture the people that are there. But again, yeah. that's nurturing. Yeah. And I think so. For me, and for a lot of businesses, real still still fall into nurturing for me. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. One last question: mm. How has it impacted feeling like you? And I think maybe you've alluded to this, but feeling like you're in your space, feeling like this is your like thing. How has it impacted what you charge? your confidence around that has impacted what you charge?
1: This has been really interesting, actually. And, you know, recently I had this massive download of clarity. I had this very weird night of just like complete insomnia, very noisy in my head. And then I just had this moment of complete clarity because it genuinely took me about a year to get over that burnout, which was way Mm. longer than I ever thought it would be. And I started to think, oh, well, I need to go back to my old audience, the people that are much earlier on in their businesses and, and start doing something for them again. Cause I've built that audience. And I also felt a bit of a people pleasing, like I need to do something for them. Yeah. And so I started thinking, Oh, I need to create a, a course and I need to do this and that, and I need to, you know, get back on my podcast and things. And I realized I had this moment of clarity, like, no, this is muddying the message. Yeah, I don't you know, it's okay that I don't have something to offer these people anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do this just because I'm people pleasing or I feel like I should. And I just decided to kind of just really let go of so much stuff like old content, old courses, and just give myself permission. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be really clear in who I can help Mm -hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. But I have created like a really mini, mini course to help people build their mailing lists. because in my customer journey that's where people are right at the beginning of the journey they need to build their mailing list like we said they need the volume to drive passive income and so I put it on I just ran a birthday sale I was like literally it's 19 pounds for this week Mm -hmm. and then it was funny because this was literally like two days ago I had one client I had a 15 minute call with her a clarity call with her I sent her my proposal which was for it was over two and a half K she came back she was like yeah let's do it then I had an email from someone asking me all these questions about this 20 pound flipping course and I was like this is a sign (laughs) this is a sign Mm. that I am absolutely I'm on the right track don't get sidetracked yeah so to answer your question it's it's taken a little bit of like flexing the muscle Mm. building the confidence with it but I did exactly what you talked about in the group program, which was just nudge it up, keep nudging it up. So in the last year, I've literally doubled and more Mm. what I'm charging, but it still feels good. I still feel really confident about it. And I think it's just also having that evidence that actually Mm people really need the support that I'm offering. And when I'm targeting the right clients, they will just be like, well, this is a no-brainer. Also, the other thing that I like, because I'm a very logical person, is that I can get quite geeky now Mm. and show them a spreadsheet and be like, right, well, if you've got these numbers coming in here, the likelihood is that you're going to get this conversion rate, that's probably going to drive this, which helps me a little bit because it helps me Mm. kind of quantify or, or be able to say, this is likely your return on investment. Yes which isn't always possible, no. you know, for businesses. But I think, to be honest, that's an aside. The main thing that's built my confidence is just like starting off charging pretty low, mm-hmm. doing doing the work, realizing that it's helping people, that I'm getting great feedback. Mm-hmm. Next client I take on, I nudge it up a little bit. And I feel okay about that because that's just when those clients arrived mm-hmm. in my world. <laughs> so yeah. it's just yeah. been nudge it up nudge it up nudge it up which love is that. you know came from the
0: yeah I mean, program as well. I always say that and then always just like as long as you remember like there's nothing to stop you nudging it up with every client like in, in that yeah. sort of situation as long as you remember what you have said to another client you're going to charge them obviously yeah like, you want to stick to your word but mm-hmm. some people it's like nudging it up by 100 pounds each time nudging it up yeah like, whatever you like but a lot of this is about your and I love hearing you say this and this is probably not something you heard me say in the group program you did but it's about your self-concept so your beliefs and thoughts about yourself matching mm. that price and so as yes. your self-concept expanded and grew so did your yeah. price but when our prices don't match our self-concept and that can go mm-hmm. both ways by the way like yeah it can go like um, my pricing feels higher than my self-concept and it's making me feel wobbly but it can also be like mm, I feel like I'm better than my pricing actually what's yeah. going on here like but if you can match those two that growth together it's so much smoother for the whole journey
1: yeah
0: Yeah. and i love that about the what's it the evidence as well i think that's super yeah
1: Yeah. i because i uh, that's part of flexing the muscle isn't it it's Mm -hmm. kind of like seeing the evidence and the evidence could be it doesn't need to be you know a exact monetary return return on investment it could be i'm getting amazing feedback or i can just tell i'm really helping people here that's the evidence it can be you know, a bit more qualitative. But that was, I think that was the big takeaway actually from Plenty and the group program was, and it seems so obvious now, but it was like, oh, money has everything to do with my self-worth. And I think that's why beginning of 2021, when I was doing that therapy, I really like, I was working with the wrong therapist as well. She was very like, let's get into the wound. (laughs) And uh, it really took my self-worth down quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And what's annoying about self-worth is that it's not linear, like it goes Uh up and down. So sometimes I'll have moments where I'm like, I'm feeling so good. So maybe I should, you know, offer this thing at like a lower Mm. price or something. But yeah, I kind of, like you say, I feel like it's always got to go up. I can't go up and then come down.
0: I don't know that's...
1: But yeah, it's just been like nudging, nudging, nudging. Love just that. like not like a massive jump. You know, you, yeah. you kind of see people online being like, I've just doubled my prices. Yeah. And I did over the last year. But yeah. that was like, like you say, you know, nudging, nudging, nudging. Yeah.
0: But again, it's another example of how you've honoured yourself in it. Like how you've honoured what works for you. And yeah. for some people that leap might work. For more people, I would say it won't. For more people, it will lead them to almost jump like just to activate their nervous systems and for them to feel this like like a lot of stuff around it. And so that gentle nudge, like the online world does not do a good job of encouraging us to be gentle with ourselves. No, Certain corners of it do, but the business world particularly can be very Mm -hmm. like push through, do it, do it, do it, double it, like up your income every single year. Like it's a lot. And so it just sounds like you are really honoring who you are in this business. And I think
1: that's easier Mm -hmm. when you're in your space. I think because- I agree more fuel to do that yeah and something that I track at the moment which I haven't massively tracked before is my profit percentage Mm. because and I feel like that's quite important to me because Mm. another thing we hear lots about online is you know 20k months 10k months yeah but I want to know what the actual numbers are behind that because Mm. is that a 10k month at a 20 percent profit or is it a 10k month at a 80% profit so that's a loss of profit yeah so that's something I track now that I can't remember where this thread came from but mm -hmm. but yes the noisy online world I think it's just helped me stay in my lane rather than get distracted by like oh 10k months 20k months like no let's look at my profit percentage does that look healthy
0: yeah Um, absolutely
1: yeah because there are some
0: people making a lot less money like gross money that are making more money in profit than people with the more flashy amount, yeah. like businesses, yeah. which is very interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Okay, well, I've loved this. I hope everyone listening really takes away like just this like gorgeousness of really being in your space. And Josephine, you've talked so brilliantly and I don't know if you, you will even have like knowingly thought of these things, but just the amount of ways that you are just letting yourself be you and making space, like even the way you're tracking stuff is, mm. me, is and and the way that you were saying like oh you know with that evidence that works for me like and you're allowing yourself to just do a business that allows you to have the evidence like I think sometimes mm. we have got here we feel like we've got to heal ourselves out of all these things that don't need to be that we're basically saying I need to heal myself into being what everyone else is when these things yeah. are absolutely fine so thank you so much oh, for being thank here. you I normally ask three questions at the end yeah the first one is finish this
1: sentence money is Oh my God, money is so many things. Money is freedom and choices. Love that, I think. I also think money is so many things. <laughs> money really is also so many things. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then what, have you read a book or listened to a podcast or something like that? It can be any book,
1: by the way, fiction, business, recipe book whatever that you would recommend sure well actually something that helped me have this moment of clarity the other week was so natalie lou has just published her book the joy of saying no Mm -hmm. and she is just such a wise woman and the way that she writes is just so funny so that book really helped me make that decision like no i'm not creating content out of a people-pleasing place i'm just not doing it anymore i'm letting that go so yeah, yeah that's a goodie nice
0: and then lastly You can only eat one thing for the rest of your life. What is it?
1: Oh my God. Well, actually, yesterday was pancake day and that's my favourite food. Like the thin, the crepes, thin crepes, lemon and sugar. Sometimes when I just want to treat myself, I'll just make a batch for lunch and just sit there so you, you're an all-year-round pancake person 100% yeah
0: <laughs> my son had something came home from his aunt and uncles yesterday and I was like what's on your t-shirt and he had shot me when I needed to wipe my Nutella somewhere so he just had like <laughs> fingers all over his trousers all I was like I love oh, his style <laughs> he's a big he'd also had them on Saturday I think and yeah we're big pancakes all year round although controversially I quite like an American pancake but I know that's terrible
1: I'm sorry Mm, it's not quite the same
0: (laughs) my husband's like it's more like a cake like
1: that's yeah so true
0: okay so thank you again can you let everyone know where they can find you
1: as well sure well the best place is my website is josephinebrooks.co.uk come find me on youtube i'm really enjoying creating video content at the moment so that's youtube.com forward slash at josephine brooks i am on the ground josephine at josephine p brooks those are probably the best places to find me yeah thanks very much all right You're everybody. Welcome. thank you we'll see you next time